Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to today's Irish News Podcast. I'm talking with Henrik Rusna. The CEO and founder of Fairround. How are you doing, Henrik? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Now, before we start, tell us a bit about your background so we know who you are. Yes, um, I'm Henrik from Tallinn, Estonia. I've been passionately interested about circular economy and product related financial services almost two decades. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty, that's a long time to be going in that. And uh, tell me about Fairround, how it started and what it does. So, we started um, some time ago to, to notice certain problem in the world, yeah. which is basically electronic waste. And uh, it, it starts by by looking like how much uh, it's around us. So if I open a drawer, I typically see there the old phone or the old computer or the old thing which I'm like not using anymore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from that learning, we kind of uh, that this problem existed. There are a lot of unused products, uh, which was actually like very resource. A uh, lot of resources used to make them and then they are just staying there and generating waste, so how to solve it? So we ended up uh, thinking about what is our competence product related financial services. Yeah. So we ended up building this hardware subscription platform so that the brands and uh, like global brands like LG, Samsung, etc., Apple could work together with the local banks. So you as a consumer would have it kind of like a hardware subscription. Yeah. So you wouldn't uh, accumulate the products what you don't need anymore in your home. Well, but you, yeah, to me, that's like, the idea. To me, like years ago in a business, they always had a part of life cycle where on your accounts, accounts balance sheet, you would uh, you would say over over so many years, it appreciates. But once it's finished, they don't say how it's been disposed of. They just think, well, that's it. And I think... What you're doing is making sure that it's disposed off in a way that's good for the uh, economy, econ- uh, the uh, good, good for the uh, for basically climate control and that kind of stuff and sustainability. It's true, but it's even more than that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, currently when you take a phone from any retailer, Black Friday campaign or the laptop. Uh, there is no deal between you and the brand or the merchant how long you use it. Because yeah. you're going to use it as long you think they are like uh, good for the use. Yeah. Some uh, take it for the year, some take it for the 10 years. But uh, that's where on, where on the core value proposition is that the consumer and the brand can establish the deal at the point of sale. How long you as a consumer going to use it? before you give it back and if you do so then you don't need to pay for the value what you don't use so you don't need to pay the full retail yeah. and then you end up using the product handing it back 
next user can have it, use it, hand it back. So meaning it's like a life cycle. Yeah. The product is in life cycles and then it comes back to the brand who can take it to the components, use the components again. Uh, so it would be minimum waste created. So that's the concept. Because yeah, to me, minimum waste is very important these days because when you've got a device and you hand it back in, there's parts that can recycle and reused again. Like sometimes when you build in like a mobile phone, there's certain thing you have to you have to take from the earth certain minerals to build the phone. If you can recycle those and use it again, that way you're causing less damage to the environment. Yes, I, I would add a time factor to it. Yeah. So meaning that the time factor is very important because if consumer gives no indication when the product would be when he would be ready to hand this product back in advance. If it's not known, yeah. then nobody can actually plan their uh, processes around it. So yeah. meaning they wouldn't know if the customer brings the product, what's the condition of this product when it comes, etc. So that's kind of the, like, imagine that you would, when you take out a new product, let's say it's yeah. a phone, for example, then at this same point you are making a deal. I'm using it for two years. I, because that's typical consumer warranty, for example. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping it good working condition and I'm aware that the next user could, could benefit also from this product. So I will, I'm the responsible user, I'm using it and then, then handing it back. So actually brand, uh, together with us could plan in advance, like how do we use the components? Is it, is it still has, has value for the next user? for the next life cycle or should it actually go already to the components it depends like on which life cycle this product is true yeah because I, I, yeah you're right I, I was just thinking in general but i mean i guess if you don't know how long it is you got you got to work around that but the thing for me is you can put people like uh, apple and samsung and lg that are working with you which to me is great once you got those brands working with you it's easy for you to sell your product or your company like if you think about them, they have big problem. Yeah. Uh, the big problem is that they don't have silicon chips. It's yeah. not only about them. It's like all all uh, companies are producing electronic products from cars to everything. They don't have silicon chips. Yeah. That basically uh, that's one thing. Second thing is that in some parts of the world there is a war. So that means that you can't get your components, you can't get your, your supply changes broken. Like you have a lot of problems when you are producing your products from virgin materials to components to products. Yeah. And if you have those kind of problems, what will happen is that your revenue suffer because you can't produce so many products. That means you can't sell so many products that puts you in the bad position. Yeah. But what you can do is that you have a brand and you have already like bunch of products what you are produced, they are on the market. So what you actually could, you could uh, build out um, your, uh, let's say, refurbished second uh, life cycle product lines. But to do this, you need to somehow have a way to, to get the products uh, back from the consumer hands so you could... Uh, put them on the next cycle and of course make some money during this process. Yeah. So, so basically they have, a, like the brands have like a very, very big initiative to, 
change their business models because the historical business model where you just produce more and more products it just uh, too expensive for the environment to uh, too polluting and uh, waste generating in in big picture plus many of those products are still good enough they are not maybe good enough for the first user or first life cycle but they are de definitely good enough for the second or third one where the, there would be a user but the consumers just uh, keep them in the drawers and don't put them to the hands of next user in a, in a good, like correct time and to me next user could be somebody like who's at school or, or a student who doesn't need the latest greatest phone uh, or device as long as they got a device that works and does what it needs to do then they're happy yes but it's not, it's far more than only phones. Yeah. Imagine that uh, there would be a gaming computer, which is like very good for gaming. Yeah. But after the second cycle, maybe it's very good for work. After third cycle, maybe it's very good for student. After uh, third cycle, it can be very good for uh, mm, some basic uh, things. Yeah. So meaning uh, it, it has like many life cycles in it. So only uh, like trick there is that you need to correctly bring it from one din to another and attach a warranty to it so that the next user would have a safety that, that it works, etc. So meaning there is uh, many life cycles in, 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 in the products, not only phones. Yeah, and I guess because I know that uh, with computers, when I worked in my, in my old job years ago, we, our company used to get old computers and use them ourselves because our need for for latest processor wasn't that important. As long as we could go online and write and use Word documents and everything else, we were fine. We didn't need to have anything we really fancy. And I guarantee that I can see that point of view where computer can be recycled again and again and again. So finally, end of use is going to be when the OS users cannot be cannot be uh, used anymore because no longer supported. Yes, but still there is silicon shipping within this computer. Yeah. There are still components, there is uh, still the case, metal, plastic, etc. Because currently uh, only 18% of consumer electronics, if you take like a widely electronics, yeah. is recycled. Well, to me, to only 18%, it's, it's 82% is going just to the general waste, yeah. where all the waste of it is lost, because no Nobody can separate it from the general waste. And that to me is a shame because when technology can no longer be used, there has to be a way to make sure that you can recycle and, and make sure that for sustainability, those parts can be reused again. Like, for example, silicon chips can re... like melting down gold to be reused again. You can, re, you can uh, melt it down and reuse it again. Yes. Yeah. And currently we have a, a huge deficit on all those components and chips to produce new products. Yeah. So basically, what the brands uh, would like to do, they would like to build up the assembly lines of taking used products into components and use those components again for making new products. Apple is doing it, for example. But the problem with this is that how do you get uh, products back from consumers yeah. in a planned manner? How, how can you get, uh, let's say, supply for this kind of uh, assembly line? That's because, and that's what we're only solving. That's basically what's our platform. Well, I guess what you're doing is, you're, you're, it's, it's like somebody who has a company and uh, 
they decide to let somebody else take care of, of their credit infrastructure. We don't do that, that's less headache of, of our shoulders. So with these, in this case, you're telling something like Apple or LG or Samsung, wherever it is, there's a problem you have, headache you have that you're trying to deal with. And you, and it's, it, when you're dealing with that, you've got things to work with, well, let us take care of that. One of the headache for you to deal with so you can do what you do best, which is build products. Yes, and, and uh, I think and, uh, initially, because if you think about, they are like very large organizations. So for them, putting a assembly line in the place when they have like, fir like first prod product coming in, because it always comes like yeah. the one product first. So doesn't make sense. It's uh, like uh, expensive, complicated and not predictable. So basically what we tell them that, you know what, we all know that you need to like start uh, taking used products to the second cycle. You, you need to start using your components, etc. We also know that you have no way of getting those uh, um, products back from consumers. So we are here to help. So please integrate us. And yeah. when you have integrated, we are creating you this predictable flow. And uh, is it like, the, and, and we are there to handle the first, uh, one, like first product, first hundred, first thousand product, etc. Until those guys are ready with their own processes, um, like production lines and, uh, like the old infrastructure, what does it take? Yeah. Because uh, like the initial quantities we can handle, we have partners who can uh, like sustainably take those products and uh, repair them and uh, attach a warranty and give it to the um, next users. Yeah. We are there basically to fix the life cycle and the point of sale. So if you click our button in the car phone warehouse uh, store, for example, or e-commerce store, uh, then you can basically this click of a button tells you that yeah you don't need to pay the full value bring it back in two years and and then take a new one out of it and used one will find a new user and there is a lot of benefits for all the participants including the merchant yeah. to do that because to me i don't think at times you need to have the latest and greatest device that's just been launched and sometimes if you wait, wait a couple of years you'll be able to get a refurbished device at a good price that you can afford. Exactly. And uh, the thing is that uh, currently, like, there is, like, big uh, demand but not enough supply on the secondary market. So if yeah. you want to get now this refurbished product, you have, like, very few choices because there is uh, not enough uh, products coming to the secondary market. Because they are going to the general race, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's the basically the big problem. I don't know if you are aware of this fact, but uh, 2022 uh, globally are thrown away 5.3 billion phones thrown away. So that that gives you the basically the magnitude of yeah. the problem. They are not thrown away because they would be bad phones. Probably some of them are uh, like old uh, too. Yeah. But they are thrown away because they are not finding their way back in a predictable way to the factory where you could actually take the chips out, the components, and set that up because there is no like no structure or infrastructure yeah. which would enable it. 
That to me is kind of that is disheartening hearing that because I always assume that there is some devices that are are, are not going to be around. But I didn't think figure would be as high as you, you said. And that that scares me. Keep around thinking more about the environment when they should be. Yeah, and and if you now like put this in even into the context of the um, resource use, yeah. so meaning if uh, if you look like how much. Just giving you one example, how much water is used to produce one iPhone, yeah. like this, like this one here. So the number there, it, it's a strong, uh, like hard to guess. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anybody guessing it. Um, who don't know it? It's eighty thousand liters. So eighty tons of natural water is used to produce one single iPhone. Yeah. If we know. Like so, if you think about it, it's uh, it's basically what is from mining to all the side like related things what you need to actually put this product together. So that's the cost of it. Yeah. And now, if you take the billions of phones thrown away at the same time, so it's it's it it looks very very bad. Yeah. There has to be a better way. Well, to me, whenever I get a new phone, I always recycle. I give my my family my older phone because normally every two years, when a contract expires and I go to do that, I get an upgrade. Okay, oh, fine. I make sure that they get my old phone, and I use new. Every two, every so often, they get a new phone. So that's what I do with that. But then again, I then get them to take their old phone to to a, a recycling place. It says, "There's my old phone. That's it." And they do that, but. I'm so shocked from people who aren't doing that, who basically just throw it away when it can be used for somebody else or it can be a gift to maybe their younger children or, or their niece or nephews or grandkids. It's, it's sad. I would say that probably like some people had uh, nephews and grandkids and maybe some don't have. And uh, yeah. if you think about also, if not only the phones, but if you take computers, for example, they have like data in it, which is uh, sensitive, etc., etc. So like this kind of framework is needed, how those products are uh, switched between the users. So yeah. that's what, what, what Fairon is all about. That's why we call it like uh, uh, basically step towards the circular economy, where where you have the product in a circle, so meaning you use it. When you take it to the use, then you already know that next user will be using after uh, after you. Yeah. <laughs> so so you you think about keeping it in good uh, condition, not scratching it or etc. And then the next, maybe it's a school kid, etc. They like they will have a nice, uh, good shape product, and you you feel like the responsibility in front of the next user, not only thinking about the convenience of the current day. So it's yeah. uh, if if you could keep it in good condition, it has many life cycles in front of it. This product, which took so much water to make, or other kind yeah. of. Metals or etc. I guess to me it's like like buying a brand new car. You know that car is not going to be used forever. So you want to make sure that when you go to get a new newer car, you don't trade in the car you have now is in good condition. You don't want to make sure it's not damaged. So you, you treat it like 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 it's one of your own children or for your family. Exactly the same way. Exactly yeah. same way. But uh, I think that in some reason people haven't thought about. Uh, uh, 
phones, laptops, TVs reach is the same way as they think about cars. Yeah. Maybe because the cars are uh, like has like higher price point, so people care about this more. But if you look from the like the cost to environment of making those products, I would argue that all the electronics, for example, should like held responsibly. Yeah. As you hold your car, so it's a very good parallel. It's like basically if somebody was to have a pet a uh, dog. And uh, people decide you get dog license, and uh, if you're not a good enough person to have that dog, you shouldn't have it. Same when you buy a tonic good. If you're not good enough to, uh, when, it, when it has to be uh, replaced, if you don't replace it properly, then you shouldn't have a TV, or you shouldn't have a phone. Exactly, because in the end of the day, Apple used 80,000 litres of water to make this phone, yeah. so this is not... Uh, apple water, it's not your water, my water, it's our water, it's our children's water. Yeah. So it, it's, it was placed into this product to make this product. So now uh, it's uh, Apple's responsibility to put it on the responsible hands of the user who keeps it in the good condition and uh, hands it further to the next generations for this product. Yeah. So he, he can stay in use and useful as long as possible. And it would never end up in a landfill, which is currently, sadly, mostly happening with the products. Yeah, because I think when you buy a product like a, a like a, a, a computer, or you're buying a, a watch, or, or, or a smartwatch, or you're buying a a, a tablet or, or a phone, you know that you're going to have that for so many years, and then it's going to be then you have to replace it. But you, you're going to have to make you should be making sure it's possible enough to know that this is going to go to somebody else. They're going to use it because to them. It's going to be the greatest, greatest thing in the world. And to you, yes. it's not because you've had it and you've used it for what has to be done. But you think, I want to get the, the latest model or newer model. But somebody who's getting it now from you are getting a device that to them is the latest thing and greatest thing. Yeah, and I would say that probably like the, the thing what I would like to stress here is the cycle. So meaning currently the product is held by customer and nobody knows how long you're going to use it because there is no deal. Yeah. You can use it like one year or, or you can use it like five years. And uh, I would say that uh, in some sense, of course, it's uh, less resources used to produce you a new product when, uh, when you use it five years instead of one year. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, no, like next users would, user wouldn't know when you're going to give him this product. Are you going to keep it one year or, or five years? And after five years, maybe it's, it has like not more value for the next user anymore left because it's not latest and greatest or it's not even the, let's say, mid-level useful yeah. for somebody. So, so then it should give, come to the, back to the um, brand who, who uses the components because yeah. there is product itself doesn't have value left as a product. So having those, uh, those kind of cyclical arrangements between uh, uh, the consumer and the brand and uh, basically us who facilitates it, I would say that this is like key trigger. It's basically like follow the cycle, it's recommended, brand knows, he produced this product, he knows how long it lasts, how long the warranty lasts, etc. Use it, 
And if you are a customer who don't need the latest and greatest, don't take the new product, take the used product. If you are that kind of customer who are like writing a code, for example, and you really need the latest and greatest uh, computer for doing so, fine, take the latest and greatest, but don't use it forever. Use it two years, then it, hand it further to the next uh, user. And take your next latest and greatest, you are maximally benefiting this from it and everybody else because we now know how long you're going to use this product. Yeah, the moment, but currently, yeah. The moment my current laptop is going to be seven years old uh, next February and I know I'll have to replace it in the end. And when I do replace it, I'm going to make sure that I give this laptop to my younger nieces and nephews. They can still use it, but it's still going to be used for them. But mm. not for me, but for them, it's a good first computer to use. So if you calculate it together, you can maybe reach until like 10 years for one computer. Yeah. So if you take about 10 years and uh, let's say that there would be two years per life cycle or three years or depending like what kind of user there is, then you end up having like uh, maybe three, maybe four, maybe even five different users for the same product. Yeah. Because... With you, you might have somebody to give it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but not everybody has. And, and uh, this, that's kind of the, what, what you try to organize. Yeah. And think about, like, orchestrating the way the products are used is the, basically what we are doing here. And I guess as we're thinking more and more and more about, basically, uh, climate change and all sustainability, you're trying to make people like me realize, and more consumers, that there is a way you can get rid of your products and, and feel happy that's been done in a responsible way and that you know your children or grandchildren are going to live in, live in, a, in, a, in a country that's a lot better because we're, we're helping to prepare for that. Yes, I would say that they will have a question like, dear daddy or grandpa, what have you done to improve this uh, climate, environment, etc. And then you say that, yeah, I've been behaving responsibly and I've been doing my best to, to, to make sure that uh, less resources are going to the waste. So that's a, that's a responsibility question, which is like very, very personal to, <laughs> to, to all of us who have children, or who knows some children, or grandchildren, yeah, etc. If your grandchildren or children ask you, Daddy, what did you do back when you were my age? How was this dealt with? And when you tell them, they're going to go, but that's not good for the environment. It's not, it's not, sustain, not sustainable. Because, yes, but we changed, and we're now doing it this way because we realized what we did was wrong, and we have to change. If you want to live a better life and live, live in, a, in a world that is going to still be alive and, and Everything else, we have, to, we have to modify our behavior. Yes, yes. And the behavior, not only individual level, but it's also like, if you talk about uh, those kind of like cycles, then of course we as a consumers can vote with our purchase decisions, uh, like choosing the brands who are more sustainable and more focusing on it and uh, using more pre-used goods if we can, etc., etc. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's uh, the choices what we are doing as a consumer, which is influencing the large corporates to focus more on, more on what they can do, because yeah. we can 
kind of only our own behavior, but but uh, we are there to basically guide the, the large corporates, the brands, the Apples, the uh, LGs and Samsungs of the world, stating that you know, guys, like you can you can be become more circular it, and it's still good business for you. So meaning you can create value on your shareholders. Plus, you can actually like uh, make sure that we have less waste. Make sure that you, like every time you need, uh, need to make money for the owners, you are not producing a new product, but you can also like have it have this revenue in in other way. Yeah. So it's like a win win for them too. So they they don't they don't really need to use the resources to produce products when it's not so much needed. Yeah, and also you're telling them, think of the next generation. How are they, what are they going to look back on? If they look back on a, a couple like yourself who didn't do what you should have done, why would they buy you in the future? Yeah, and I would say that the, the brands who, who, who think about it and who understand that uh, our children or younger generations especially have more and more uh, like interest of uh, like uh, sustainability, how the resources are used, what's happening around with, with the climate etc then the generations basically maybe before us who, who had like another kind of interest so those brands who are not doing it they won't be around yeah. <laughs> because they, they their products are not Produce, uh, bought or taken or or used because uh, they are not standing on the values uh, what uh, the new new generations of consumers uh, who are growing uh, are appreciating. So I would say that's a question of life and or death for them. I guess in ten years' time we will know because by that point, more and more people will be wanting wanting to use products that you guys have helped to reinvigorate and reuse. So we're good. In ten time, we'll know which which companies have followed your advice and are doing it, and the ones that haven't done it will not be around anymore. They'll they'll have gone. Yes, I would say that maybe it's also like little bit geographical thing yeah. that we are here in the Western world uh, more uh, worried about the environment and etc. I would say that maybe also it's like step by step now getting the, those kind of. Uh, Worries over to the other places of the world, like Asia and uh, and and uh, definitely also in states. But I would say that this climate and uh, circular economy and sustainability—it's a global trend. It's yeah. us here in Europe are more aware of this, uh, or basically thinking more about it. So I think that um, in the global sense, yes, global brands definitely need to pay attention. And when they do, then you're going to see uh, pretty much like who, who is going to be like successful and moving further and, uh, and, and actually standing out as uh, like focusing on it, uh, not just saying about it. So it's, it's very important also that we wouldn't, would not only talk about it, but we would do it and we would do it in the way it's traceable and, and it wouldn't go into just the marketing message. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, a, 
it's making it a true circle and when you claim that you do it then you also need to be able to prove it etc so that's why it's very important that we are going very very deep with it so because yeah. to me that's important if, if you say something and you can't back it up well, then why would I why would you tell something that you can't prove and that's it, why it, it, yes so meaning like uh, with us, it's very simple. It's uh, like you use it, you take it back, it goes to the next user, and we know that the really the component level, the best one who can do it, use it, is actually the brand itself who put it together. Yeah. Because they just are, are the best of it. Like we can do something which is like second best, like uh, do our like best possible uh, refurbishing partner, etc. But still, it never can't be the same, like the same level as the same company who actually know how, how what components and how he put into this specific product. Yeah. So, so I would say that the world is going into this this direction. Like probably what the best what we can do is like talk about it and make sure that uh, it would be like uh, let's say very closely looked what those brands are actually doing. Yeah, are they actually doing it or just talking about it? And I would say I'm happy with Apple App. They are probably like leading the way in the world. So they they have really focused on it and, and seems that other will and have to follow. So because I've seen them in the past. They've had uh, they've said our products are made with no mercury anymore, and that to me is the start thing. If someone says that, and actually. By doing it, by walking the walk and talking the talk, they're proving they can do it. And if others follow suit, that's great for us in the environment. Great for you guys too. That what you're doing makes sense. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, Apple has been kind of inspira inspiration for us when we launched our product, yeah. actually. Because they, they launched 2015 something what they called iPhone upgrade plan, yeah. which worked in a way, or still works in the way that uh, you take the phone, you split it with, let's say, 24 installments. And uh, when the consumer gives like gear back, uh, fo like fan phone back to Apple, then gets a new one and Apple pays off his outstanding balance for the previous phone. Yeah. So that's the high level the structure what we are doing currently across four thousand different products. Yeah, so before we finish anything else you want to add to the podcast or do you think that might be inspirational that you can say as a as a closing message? I think that uh, as a closing message I would say that uh, like if you have in your home those products you don't use and they are in your drawer and you, you, uh, like, th then you understand the product, what, yeah. what is in front of us. And I would recommend, uh, whenever you can, um, hand those products back to the, whoever has the secondary market, like trading services in your countries. And, uh, always when you, Take a new product. I would recommend use something which allows you to make a deal with that. Yeah. Like how long you use it. So basically, it's thinking about responsibility. That's that's all, and that's on consumer. That's not on, on a brand because brand can only enable it, uh, but the user needs to really like use it and think about uh, 
uh, what happens if he doesn't behave responsibly, yeah. the waste and uh, etc. Because you can't be in front of that. It's always a, it's a consumer that has to change their mindset. And can you go exactly. Support? Yeah. And that note, I'd say thanks so much for a great interview podcast, Henrik. Have a great day and uh, good luck for you. And hopefully in the future, people more and more change their mindset to the way you're thinking. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, it was great talking to you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.